0: Happy Thanksgiving to those who observe and celebrate it. Have a good time with your family. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Bus Talk, a podcast about your life at work. In this episode, we are going to talk about delivering feedback to your team, especially if you have a snowflake generation. What I mean by snowflake is people who take offense very easily, who get outraged very easily, or maybe break down very easily. So if you intend to have a tough love conversation and it backfires on you, what do you do? As a people manager, how do you land a hard message to a delicate team? Given the situation that 360 degree feedback is something that could impact your career, your growth within an organization, how do you navigate around this tricky situation? Let's jump in and find out. Let's try and address this with three different scenarios scenario number one the target or the goal or the deliverable which was supposed to be achieved has been missed you missed the forecast you missed landing the goal achieving the target whatever and now you have a tough love conversation ahead of you with the team what do you do how do you prepare scenario number two an individual contributor who is not performing there's a twist to the story you have to give a tough love conversation to a person who's extremely well networked within the organization this particular person is known to senior management has done all sorts of nice things in the past when I say nice things you know popular things which are appreciated applauded and those kind they're not directly related to the actual KRAs or KPIs but you know those popular people and so now you have a task to deliver a tough love conversation what do you do? And scenario three, you and your perception as a tough manager within the organization or the department, how are you perceived as a tough manager? Is it counterintuitive? Is it the right way to go? What happens when you are perceived as someone who you're actually not? Let's find out. You know, if you ever spoke to any sales operations person, what's their Excel sheet? You know, sales operations, sales intelligence, sales excellence, whatever you wanna call it, they will have a very interesting discussion about setting the targets like if you achieved the targets very easily then they were set incorrectly the budgets were wrong and so we need to increase them and if you missed it it was your fault because you didn't manage the performance well I mean they won't say it in that many words but that's what the implication will be now here you are In a situation which you can control and which you cannot control in this case how the budgets are set how the segmentations are done or how the quotas are set has multiple blessings right from the top so you are handed down a number to execute and so you can't say anything you just run with it right but the reality of the matter is that the number was beyond your reach when i say your your team's reach now here you are in a situation where your team is sitting in front of you and you've missed the forecast the budget the target the goal You need to have a tough love conversation is what you're thinking. Now, while you try to do that, you also recall what happened the last time. The last time when you gave them a tough love conversation and a 360 degree feedback scenario followed immediately the following week, the entire team vented their frustration into a negative feedback to you. In fact, some of them were so eloquent, so articulate that they said you were not even competent, you didn't understand how the business worked and you threw them under the bus and all that kind of stuff. To which the HRBP gently walked and gave a nice warm smile and said, hey, I know this, these are tricky things. I'm sure you are totally on top of the business, you know, being politically correct and nice and sweet. And But yet you have to make sure your team is with you, your team should trust you and you reason. Well, I am objectively assessing them, evaluating them and giving them a feedback on what results have happened. And if the results have not happened, then it's what I do, to which the HRBP says, yes, that's true. But are you telling me that you're not able to manage the team? Because if your team is unhappy and we have them quit and go, don't want to be in a situation where we have 30%, 40% attrition because you did not gel well with the team, do we? And you're like, are you supposed to be on my side or on the team side? No, no, no. We are supposed to be neutral, they say. <laughs> but here suddenly you find yourself to be alone. It's like, hey, how else do you do this? But that's why you are hired, the HRBP says, isn't it? You come with people management experience and these are the conflicts. These are the complex situations and you're expected to deliver. said, so yes, that's what I'm trying to do, but you have to give me that patience. Yeah, you have your patience for a quarter. Anything more is like, This is not a machine. You're dealing with people, you're dealing with human emotions and you need to find time for a team to respond to a new manager, to a new scenario. And sometimes it means that one will have to have a tough love conversation before and then slowly set a process where they realize their true potential and help them achieve two which the HRVP says, yep, do whatever it takes, but the next 360 degree feedback, if it is negative, then we will need to have a separate conversation. I mean, they don't say it in an, as many words, but they, that's what they mean. That's the subtext. So now you are in front of the team sitting in front of you, which is looking at you blankly staring at you some are playing with their phones some laptops are still open and you're standing and trying to address a situation what do you do one of the principles i follow is when in doubt fall back on logic fall back on objectivity fall back on your core competency right if you are a first time manager clearly this will be a work in progress you will have this as a learning experience but if you're a Season manager if you've been a people manager for long then clearly you will want to fall back on your core competencies your logic and objectivity that's very important the tone at which you address the team first of all put it on the board or on the excel sheet on the projector on the screen whatever saying here was the target here is where we stand acknowledgement of where we are without the hint of any accusation without the hint of any sarcasm document this that here are the say 10 people here was the goal and here is the result here is the deficit so a minus b is here the deficit now to which your observations should be instead of you recommending anything up front ask the team ask the set of people who have missed what is it that was in your control and what was not in your control allow them that space Remember, there is a time limit to this meeting as well, and that's where the pressure builds because you can have this conversation for the next one full week, but you don't have that kind of time. You have to do this within the hour, within 30 minutes, or whatever. And if this means you don't need to speak to the entire team all at once, break it down. Break it down to three people, three people, three people. Do not drag this for two hours, three hours kind of conversations, which is like a hammering, right? Make it like a positive, constructive outcome based. Like here is where we are, here is where we want to go. So first we need to assess where we are. So what was in your control and you did well? Here are the three things that were in my control and I did well, applaud them for that. Here are the three things which were not in your control and you couldn't do anything about it, park that aside. Now the third part, here are the two things that were in your control and you did not do them well. Can we find out why we did not do this well? And you don't recommend that answer. Let that answer come as a part of self-realization from the team. Understanding and realizing that these were the two things that I could have done but I did not do has has to come from the team. And if that means you need to speak to that particular individual separately, do that. Because they will be defensive at times. They will probably shut shop as it were. You know, they just shut down and say, I don't know. Uh, they don't respond so don't try to pester on as it were but let's keep it at you know if you need some more time to think about it let's revisit this later but I want you to think about this part that here were the two things in my control but I did not do them and why are we doing this exercise so that the next time these things surface again then we actually land up doing something about it yes we may still fail at it but not doing something about it is probably not a preferred situation. So this is the framework structure that I do to at least land the message that it is not about you individually, it is not personal, it is purely business. It is objective and here is how. So very important here to sum this up for you, maintain tonality, which is very neutral, which is not accusatory, which is not sympathetic either. You don't, know to, you don't need to go, oh, don't worry. Then you risk giving a very different message that it's okay to fail. You know, uh, remember, and I've said this before, it's okay to fail but fail in pursuit of excellence, fail in pursuit of doing something brilliant, failing to do something which is basics is not the message you want to land, right? So the tonality that you use matters a lot, where you maintain a steady, calm, objective tonality, then back it with data, back it with facts, and then document the whole thing. That here is what we discussed, here is what we had, and email it, post the conversation so that there is no room for misunderstanding there's no room for oh i thought you meant this and later on it comes out in some other way remember the hrbp is still lurking around (laughs) and so somewhere if you document all of these exchanges you still might have a case to defend otherwise you risk being in a situation where the whole team can revolt against you because the feedback is anonymous So they often went manager angst under the garb of being anonymous. And that feedback is difficult, right? I mean, think of it from the HRBP standpoint. Do you not take that feedback, right? I'm just being the devil's advocate right now. Not that HRBPs are devils, but just saying it's an expression, right? Well, somewhere there are nasty managers, somewhere there are incompetent managers. How does an HRBP know that you are not the one? And so they have to take that 360 degree feedback with a certain degree of authenticity. So in some sense, not only do you build trust and... Uh, what's the right word? Trust and appreciation? I don't know. I'm saying build credibility in front of your team... But also build credibility with your hrbp and that's an ongoing conversation right you have to periodically have an hrbp conversation building credibility of what you're doing that being said be careful if you expose yourself too much and whatever you're doing then your hrbp is not a people sales manager if you will and so beyond the point they may may not fully comprehend what you're trying to do so the risk of misunderstanding you is also there so these are very delicate things very complex things so if you're very sure of what message you want to land with your HRBP as a measure of confidence building as a measure of credibility building then you must have that because doing a crisis management at a later point surely doesn't help Not that this is any kind of insurance that if your whole team is consistently giving you poor feedback and the HRBP is your friend, so they will defend you. That's not the expectation here. The expectation is to have a clear, honest, transparent channel of communication so that there is no post facto defense that you need to do. And to do all that, you have to document every single thing that here is what I did, here was the meeting, here are the minutes of the meeting, here is what we discussed and here is what the action items were individually and that is a discipline you maintain without the team feeling, oh my god, here is the schoolmaster coming, oh my god, whatever I say, this will get documented, will can and will be used against you in the court of law. You know, unfortunately, if that is what it is, if the team culture is like that, it is going to become toxic at some point, but the team is not going to trust you, not going to be open up. And so that is the challenge of being a people manager. Somewhere you have to be this disciplinarian, somewhere you have to be this buddy who hangs around in the bar and has a, you know, let's have a heart to heart conversation. Sometimes you've got to be the parent and sometimes you've got to be the mirror and say, hey, look, Here is what we do. And it takes time. Unfortunately, we live in an environment where time is limited. And so how do you manage all this is what creates pressure on you. So as a people manager, if you are in a situation where your team is not delivered in a particular occasion, then please make sure you go into the meeting with clear plan of action. You have thought clarity. If there is confusion in your mind while you address your team, then it is surely to backfire. While you don't want to be prescriptive completely, you have to be objective and allow time for self-realization, not only as an individual to individual, but as a group as well. Well, that took longer than I thought it would, but you see how complex these things are, how uh, deep these things are, and so one needs to be very careful in how. And clearly, You know, use the mantra that I always recommend, WW, whatever works. If something that is working well for you, please continue to use that. The reason I share all of this is to just to make you think, especially those who are seeking that kind of clarity. If you do not have some kind of clarity, and I was hoping that when I was growing up as a people manager, somebody gave me this thought clarity and then the decision would be mine, clearly. But if I had this reference to context, the straight, simple, talk, which gives you a overview, a 360 degree view that if this is the scenario, here are the two or three things one can try. If you have smarter things, if you have better things to try and do, then that's what you do. So anywho, in the next episode, we are going to dive into that individual contributor who is not performing and yet is one of those very popular ones. And so whatever that you give as a feedback is surely to be broadcasted to the entire organization how do you handle such people, what do you do, what are your available superpowers that you can look into and manage and handle. So don't forget to tune into that episode next week when I share all of these details with you. That's all the time I had for this particular episode friends. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I had sharing it with you. Please remember, this is not etched in stone. It's a work in progress. If there are areas of improvement, something that does not agree with you, do leave a message, comment. You know where to find me, right? On my social media handles. It's hashtag Ionisms on Twitter, on Facebook, on any other social media platform. There's a link here. Please do leave a review on Spotify or Apple so that I get to understand this, you know, it's reaching the right audience and this is making sense to you. So, until we meet the next time, stay well, stay safe, and keep getting your A game to work. This is your host, Ian, and you were listening to Buzz Talk. Peace out.